G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. As promised, I'm back here with a Sunday sit-down with the great man J-Lo himself, discussing our AFL fantasy teams as per usual, but doing a real big deep dive on NBA free agency. By the time you're listening to this, free agency will probably be underway at the time of recording. We've got about nine hours left until uh, the floodgates open and NBA teams start cashing in on free agency. So I'm going to touch on that to talk about our fantasy teams and do a little bit of a deep dive on, or not a deep dive, a shallow dive, I should say, on the WA footy teams. Not talking too much about Frio losing to Carlton. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. All right, we're back. Time for another Sunday sit-down, another weekend of fantasy footy in the books, and plenty to talk about in the NBA world. How are you on this fine Sunday, ending the financial year, JLo? Yep, good. Glad this financial year's over. Really need my tax back. It's been a, uh, been a testing financial year. It's been an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, it's been very tough for the last few weeks watching the large fries and coke uh, stumble around and not put up a winning product. I haven't really been happy with how mm-hmm. they've looked the last week or so, but... Oh, the last month or so, but this week was all right. I ended up cracking two one fifty. How did nice. your team go nice. around fifteen? Yep, also cracked two one fifty. I was tracking well for like. Did you get to two two? I don't think I did. I think I fell fifteen odd short. Yeah, right. That so didn't quite get the two two, but um, looked was shaping to be good, and then gone and a few others. Yeah, kind the of let me down in the, in the Sunday games. So. That game wasn't uh, too great for fantasy coaches, the Brisbane Demons one. Uh, Angus Brayshaw would be lucky to survive the axe for me this week, honestly. What did he get? He got 87, so he, he, he went over his break-even. His break-even is now 87, okay. but he's got Carlton this week, so I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, there could be 115 or better on offer here. So I'm going to give him one more chance, but I think that's because I'm uh, going to jump on the Dan Hannabridge train. Right. Didn't manage to do that last week. I managed to get McCray in and had him skipper, which was nice. Which so, well. You had Paddy as your skipper, Dangerous. Uh, dangerous. The, the skipper could have locked in Josh Kelly's 120. Thought Danger would go a bit better, but, you know, roll the dice. Would have yeah. would have made me up quite a few spots, ranking-wise. Yeah, so it I made sense. There was a lot of signs pointing to, like, his numbers against Adelaide traditionally are ridiculous. Mm. So you got to go for those... Uh, it's similar with Grundy playing against, like, the Bulldogs, like, all the stars aligning. You have to go for those type of chances when they come up. Sometimes they don't pay off. Don't no. want to spend... Too long talking AFL fantasy because there's plenty of uh, NBA stuff I want to touch on. But what are your trade plans looking like for the next couple of weeks? How are you thinking you're going to try and get... You've got two rookies on your field still? Two, yeah. Um, and Dan Hannery? Yeah, and Dan Hannery. Okay. So... so what are you thinking, like, best case scenario? Say you're able to get a... You find the right downgrades, they make your money and you're able to keep churning them in and out so that you can generate cash. What do you think your next addressing need is? Do you want to finish off your midfield by moving Hannabry? Do you want to try and uh, it's move... rookies off field? Hey, rookies off field. Yeah, okay. without question. So, so Hannabry not first? No, Hannabry's not guy. I just traded him in. It's yeah, no real true. need. He's averaging ninety three. He mm-hmm. looks pretty good. He's just going to get fitter, um, and that's that's going to push Billings out of the midfield, I guess, which yeah. is bad for you. But um, he still yeah, managed to get to ninety one. Billings did so, and it was actually good to watch that game and see how Hannabury went and how he kind of found the footy and like he was busting ass trying to get open. So didn't play a lot of I don't know off the top of my head what he finished on time on ground wise, but 
Yeah, he's showing good signs, so I tend to agree with you with Hanabry, hence the reason I'm bringing him in. So that would leave... Who are your two rookies then you've still got on your field? Uh, Griffin Lowe and Garner from okay. Port. Yep. So ne- neither of them did particularly good this week, but, you know, I've just got to just move them on as quick as possible. Um, might be the first double downgrade of the season for me mm-hmm. this week. Um but happy to do it, and then that'll set me up for the next two weeks probably to get rid of those two guys, bang, bang. And then then it's really just tweaking from here yeah. to the end of the season, sort of bringing in guys who I think are going to be doing well that particular week and, you know, try and really rise up the ranks and nail the captains from nice. here on out, I think. Yeah, I think I'll be... I gave uh, Will and Drew one more chance considering he'd gone all this time sitting in my team and hadn't played so with him back in I was like oh let's just see what he's like and he ended up almost bang on his break even mm-hmm. um, but I had Baker on my field instead of him so basically Baker will go to the bench Hanbury will come on but that leaves me with Stack and Griffin Lowe as my two remaining rookies both in defence as well so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of coaches out there who've almost rolling with completed midfield completed forward line and obviously the two big rucks by the way I think Matt's gone Simon Goodwin in his post-game presser said should be good to go next week, Like even though he set out the game. Obviously, things will change throughout the week, but yeah, fingers crossed, uh, Mexicon looks all right. We don't have to consider a Riley O'Brien trade. <laughs> I, I would consider it. He, uh, it's hard to argue with what he's putting up. But yeah, I think a lot of coaches are still trying to tweak their defence because there isn't really, well, maybe with the exception of like Lloyd, Hawley, and oh, I don't even know who else you'd put in that bracket. Pro- probably Rory Laird. But there's no real, like, other defenders standing up, like, saying, pick me. Stuart's in the conversation. There's a few around the mark, and I think this weekend, traditionally, defenders just did not score great because there wasn't as many of those cheap plus sixes like Mark Kicks because it seemed to be pissing down around the country. So the rain uh, made the ball a bit slippery, hence we saw a lot of uh, bad scores for defenders. So it'll be interesting to see what trade plans are. Um, I think, like I said, I'm going to get Hanabry, but I, I don't know. It could get fancy. could bring Stack into my midfield and try and get Connor Blakely or something like that. But yeah. who knows? All right. No other uh, fantasy stuff, but I do want to touch quickly on the footy. We've got two months left in the season. The competition for those like bottom two or three spots in the eight is really starting to heat up. We talked, uh, what was it, about three weeks ago. We tried to do a bit of a pick mm. of which teams we think would get in, but... You boys are uh, coasting along nicely, sitting uh, third overall. You're a game clear of the Giants now. So do you think you're two games behind Geelong? Do you want to see the Coasters gun for um, top of the ladder? Or do you reckon they're all right just getting through and then it doesn't really matter who you play or where you play. You just roll into the finals with a clean bill of health. I mean, I couldn't... You mean go for it and roll the dice on people who are injured perhaps or something? Yeah, like I, I guess like I just... Mean, it's a bit of a weird question because I'm sure West Coast is going to try and win out from, from here. True. That's what I want. I, I guess, do. yeah, well, I, guess, I think you guys, along with Geelong, have almost the easiest run remaining. So I guess after Collingwood lost and who the Giants played this weekend, they lost to Essendon as well. Like the door is really open for you guys to snag a top two spot and maybe even push the Cats for the minor premiership. So if that did come into fruition, would you rather see them, yeah, maybe risk the health of some others and shoot for that to get more games at home? Or are you happy doesn't matter where you have to play finals-wise, you travel. Oh, I think it's pretty important to get the double home, yeah. top two for West Coast, but otherwise it's fine. I'm, I would feel good enough with West Coast current team travelling. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't bother me. I still think that on their day, as good as anyone in the comp, 
if not better. So yeah. um, hopefully we can get the double Optus, but either way, I think West Coast are pretty pretty primed to have yeah. another good deep run into September. I don't think they've lost in Melbourne technically for like a year and a half, so that's a good sign. The only potential if something weird would happen, um, other trip you could make is maybe to play the Giants at Spotless in the first week of finals, but it's all shaping up like you could either play the Cats or Collingwood or you boys would host a final. So poised. As long as we don't have run. to go into gym, HBA or whatever. Yeah, like, I, don't, I always get confused with the Geelong finals fixturing. Like, remember there was that weird um, couple of years, I think it was back when Frio was in the finals actually, way, way back in yeah. history, um, where there was like an uproar for Geelong fans because we had to play them at the G or Etihad or something instead of at what we used to be called Skilled Stadium. Uh, Geelong still looked like the team to beat. I think, in my opinion, but the Eagles are uh, fast catching them. There's a few teams like in the bottom, uh, probably six, that could cause some havoc, though. The D's looking all right. Hawthorne, St Kilda, Carlton, as we saw, uh, apparently no longer easy beats. Which team do you reckon you could see, uh, I don't know, out of that bottom six, maybe pushing up a little bit? Not pushing themselves into finals contention, but maybe upsetting a few teams' September plans. Is there any... Franchise or club that sticks out to you, do you reckon? Dogs and Sydney probably jump out to me. I think yeah. Sydney got such a good home ground advantage. And they're just like a tried and true team. They've got great systems. Longmire's a good coach. Yeah. He could definitely make it... Uh, they could make a run. And I think the Doggies midfield's as good as anyone's, pretty much. Yeah. Barring the Ruckman issue. But I think they the other dogs just feast anyway. Yeah. Dunkley, Bont, McRae, Cup. You it's can't weird. keep them away from the footy. So. Yeah, it's weird because Tim English, like you and I both said this multiple times, he still looks like he's going to be a good player and a good ruckman yeah. in the future. But he seems to like every time you check the stats of another ruckman, you're like, oh, he got smoked. Like yeah. Scotty, yeah, true. Scotty Lysette had like 140 fantasy points this week. It was so yeah. bizarre. It was a strange week. I think the rain really helped in that. Um, helped Lysette a bit in that match. Yeah, true for sure. And Lysette's a good. Good ruckman, he's a big body, he's an old man. Hey, he's a premiership ruckman. He is, and he's just he's an old man compared to, you know, Tim English who's just wide eyed, so he, but he looks like a good footballer. He kicks well for a big guy. Yeah, he does. Good, he's got good mobility. Is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could see the Bulldogs or Sydney make a, a bit of noise, a bit of upset. I don't I don't know. I'm worried about the Dockers. I think uh, we're going to start to tumble a bit, but that's okay, because like I said all season, I just wanted to see signs of growth. We are pretty injured, so... be better for you guys to lose from here on out, I think. Improve our pick a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. And then, like, Hogan comes back. It'd be good to get some good games into McCarthy. Yeah. Hopefully play him into form. When's Hogan due back? Not for another couple of weeks, I don't think. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe he'd just... Rory Love about the same. Hit the end of the season together. Yeah. Like, playing some good footy, that'd be be nice. You guys have... Your forward one's a bit busy at the moment. It's bizarre, because we've got Brennan Cox floating around there as well, who's a bit of our backup ruckman. And apparently, um, Aaron Sanderlands is nearly fit to play. So I've got Tabner when he's, like, healthy, and McCarthy, and Hogan, and Lobb. That was Walter's material, and it's it's too much. That was one thing I noticed, like in the preseason and the first probably month of the season, is we just hadn't figured out the forward mix. Like there was McCarthy, Hogan, Tabana, and Cox, I think, in our lineup to start the year, and and might have been Rory Lobb instead of Cox actually. And yeah, it was just 
a bit clunky. You almost have too many tools. So yeah, yeah, I think so. I wouldn't be opposed to us rolling out. But like you need those guys, I guess, to be good depth. McCarthy, like you said, needs he's played himself into all right form today. I think he kicked three, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they utilise that forward line. Because if we can unlock that, then like we've made some strides offensively, but yeah, kicking a big scores would definitely help us uh, return to the finals. All right, enough of the footy. Like I said, plenty of NBA to talk about. Uh, less than nine hours until free agency starts. We've already pretty much heard a few players like confirmed to sign with a few clubs. So we'll just basically touch on the main names, the main clubs that I'm sure we'll cover all the topics doing that. So starting with Kyrie Irving, who has been linked to the Knicks, the Nets, the Lakers, all pre-season, all season really, and now it's pretty much guaranteed he's going to sign with Brooklyn four years. 141 million. What do you reckon of that move from a Brooklyn Nets perspective? Uh, uh, well, you, I don't like Kyrie Irving yeah. one bit as a player. Um, probably a good dude, but I mean, he believes in the flat earth. Um, He's so a stretch. It's immediately yeah. questionable, but I don't like him as a player. I don't like anyone who can't play very good defense, isn't a passing point guard, and sort of seems like a bad locker room guy. Um, but sure, like Brooklyn need a star because uh, they're in New York City. And True. We've got that brand new stadium. They need some something after the whole Garnett, Paul Pierce debacle fiasco. Yeah. So, I mean, like if you're Brooklyn, you can't say no to it. And it's actually not a bad contract, four years, 140. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, it's not the, the biggest slug of a contract. So it's fine for Brooklyn, um, I guess. Sucks for Boston a little bit after putting two years into him, but they kind of knew that what was that was happening going into it. They knew that was always a risk. Put so. all their eggs in the uh, Kyrie Irving basket and maybe trading for AD. And unfortunately, they're going to be stuck, uh, left with not much. But Tatum and Jalen Brown. But right. they also might be uh, well, pretty much are apparently signing Kemba Walker. Mm. So I kind of like the Kemba fit. In Charlotte, it's, it's like uh, sorry in Thomas really. in Boston. Yeah, he's a bit more. He's almost like a better Kyrie when you think about the things that he brings to the table. Like he's still as arguably as good offensively, but he's a better like chemistry fit. He seems like just as good a closer, and I think his like numbers have been so elevated because obviously there's no one else in Charlotte to help him out. So if he could get help from like Hayward, Brown, Tatum, like he might perform at like 10% less of what he's done so far, but he might be more efficient, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we might see him produce very similar numbers in maybe less minutes, taking less shots, which obviously is a bonus. Same contract, four years, 141. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it from Boston. you got to do something with the money you have. So yeah. Kemba seems like a, a like a good guy, works hard. I much prefer Kemba to Kyrie Irving, that's for sure. So if you were running the Nets and you've got you're in their position right if now, I was the Nets. I would have signed Kemba, not Kyrie. Well, I, would you have signed D'Angelo Russell to the same deal that you're signing Kyrie? Uh, well, I would have just rolled. I would have run it back with D'Angelo mm-hmm. and seen if I could grab someone else because he's position. technically still a restricted free agent yeah so he's young he's yeah he so is young. young like he, people give up on him so young I, as soon as yeah as soon as he got traded from the Lakers I was all in granted I watched a lot of him in Ohio State and I was a big D'Angelo fan but yeah I always thought that he could spend it he's only been in the league four years like traditionally point guards seem to take three to four years to find their mojo mm. just coming off an all-star appearance um, yeah, I would have liked to seen them 
keep him and run it back and maybe yeah. try and get another piece. There is a chance that uh, Kevin Durant still goes to Brooklyn. So if you've got Kyrie and Kevin, Kevin I guess not playing here the rest for of a year. True. Seven foot with a Achilles injury and he's close to 30 if not 30 I think he turns 30 this mm. year uh, if I was I would not be signing Kevin Durant doesn't matter who unless I was the Warriors I reckon that's my my thoughts on that I mean like you take a risk on KD yeah because he's a generational player but he, he's the wrong side of 30 now he's coming off you know a, an Achilles ruined Kobe ruined Elton Brand um I can't think of other. Oh, I'm sure yeah, there's a few Achilles, others. I'm sure there's heaps. Achilles traditionally, like well, you can always save Michael's cousins, really. Like yeah, kiss of death. See thing, where he goes know. this year, but yeah, I I still think that if you've got the opportunity to sign Kevin Durant, you just do it. Like it's a super max. Yeah. Though. Oh well, I don't think they can technically offer him a super max. I think they, the most that Brooklyn can pay him is 164 for. Four or five, something like that. I mean, that's what he's going to ask for. Probably, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd still pay him it. Like, really, if he... Because he's the type of guy that doesn't... Like, granted, traditionally no one comes back from these Achilles injuries looking great, but, like, he doesn't rely a lot on his explosiveness and athleticism to, he, he to score a hell of a lot. He like, ability. Does a bit. I, I feel like he, he, like he could be one of those players that comes back. I don't know if he'll ever see the same type of player, but if you have... 85, 90% of Kevin Durant. That's still... Yeah, but not for a max contract. Like, going into... He's going to be 34, 35 by the end of it. Well, I think that that's the only way that you can get him. I don't... Like, yeah, well, you I have don't, to... That's what I mean. Yeah. I, if I was Brooklyn, they've got Allen... And it's this is anyone, but at, say we're talking about Brooklyn and the Kyrie thing, I wouldn't... They've got Allen... They had D'Angelo. They should have gone for a youth movement. I agree. They should sign like Tobias Harris or something. Exactly. Like that. They're crazy to go after KD and Kyrie, especially Kyrie believes the Earth's flat and KD's <laughs> coming off a friggin' Achilles. Like it, it's just not the right mix. But it's gonna. I'm sure we'll look at this in three or four years and be like, oh yeah, that was not a good. I, you can you can put it down. Yeah, I don't reckon. Like, I don't reckon Kevin will go to Brooklyn what do you reckon if you were so the Brooklyn Nets obviously poised currently with their roster and everything like that it might be the smartest decision for them to commit all that salary to KD what if you're the Clippers do you reckon signing him to the same deal is an alright gamble if he doesn't play next year Clippers and you are, still have the same nucleus around him Clippers are a better a better yeah. gamble um, because they're not like it's not like they're going to they're, cha- they're not changing their timeline if yeah. they get KD like they're, they're kind of old anyway they've got Gallinari like Pat Beverly no, they're not young guys whereas like Alan's young um, Russell was young obviously he's not going to sign there they've got all these Harris yeah, still you young. don't want to change that you, it's, you're pulling from both directions but yeah. it makes a lot more sense for the Clippers and take a risk um, I'm sure KD would love to outshine LeBron in, mm. in LA well, the Clippers are one of the teams on KD's shortlist, along with the Warriors, understandably. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got? The Knicks and the Nets. So I think, yeah, if I had to put a wager on it... I actually, we'll do predictions right at the end. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where KD steers to. Sure. Um, but I think, yeah, it makes sense, like you said, for a team that's a bit further advanced in their timeline to sign him. Like the Knicks... Him going to the Knicks just is no, weird. No like, sense. RJ Barrett and Knox, like, are you then going to try and trade for another star? Like, you kind of have to if you've got Durant. Yeah, that changes where, reach you, for where someone? you're going. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where KD goes. Speaking of the Knicks, they've been linked to a few of the 
lesser names, I guess you could say. Like Terry Rogier will have to be out the door if Boston wants to sign um, Kemba Walker. So Rogier is someone apparently who's generating buzz the Knicks. Mm. So is Boogie Cousins. Um, who else's name have I seen floated around linked to them? Maybe Jimmy Butler. So do you reckon the Knicks, should they strike out on Kevin Durant? Do you reckon it'd be wise for them to still try and use their money to get a star? We have think... to use it somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, you could... I would... Uh, look, knowing that you've got Barrett, Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., probably another pick coming next year. Mitch Robinson too. Yeah. Um, I would probably be trying to pick up undervalued free agents like maybe guys who you think are, could be good like a good example would have been D'Angelo Russell two years yeah, ago yeah. Um, pick up those guys who could be great and then see if in a year or two they're awesome in a year or two you've got RJ in, say in his third campaign Knox in his fourth yeah. Robinson in his fourth and then you try and pick up whoever's going to be a free agent in that class like probably like Jokic or Murray or something like that yeah um, then find the star because they've probably got the star. I think New York should just wait it out for once. I agree. And you can see, I wrote a piece today a little bit about KD and some of the questions around him. And I was like, one of the ones I asked was, do the Knicks need Kevin Durant? And probably not. Like the Knicks got, just need to stay the course. They need to be sure. smart. Yeah, you're right. I think, like you said, they've got to spend the money somehow. But it's easy to fill out a roster with like by overpaying a couple of vets on one or two year deals, like yeah. backlog up front, load them, and yeah, there's ways around it. So they you, should really focus on getting good vets to surround these young guys. With I think it'd be you don't want to let them yeah. just run run loose around New York City, nah. um, being a big fish in like a big pond actually. Mm. So I think they should focus on that and then just. Look for those undervalued guys. They need to get, I think, a heady, like, veteran point guard. Someone like, mate, would have been Darren Collison, would have been a good example, who like kind of weirdly retired, but like you meant, he played 10 years in the NBA. You can see why. Shout out to uh, Darren Collison so for a good bad. NBA career. It was alright. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> alright, I briefly mentioned Jimmy Butler's name. He's someone who has been linked recently to the Houston Rockets of all teams. Okay be uh, some sort of trade involving Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker and Clint Capella, or at least two of the three, for Jimmy Butler to go to Houston, because mm. apparently they want to keep him, James Harden and Chris Paul together, so what do you reckon of that big three? Say they lose PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon and other bits and pieces around it, what do you reckon about uh, Jimmy Butler going to Houston? Uh, if it were to happen. I think adding Jimmy Butler is going to be an upgrade yeah. for anyone almost, it's pretty hard not to be but I, I do worry about the, that locker room with those three guys there's already issues between Chris and James and now you add Jimmy notoriously average locker room guy yeah. um, and a guy who kind of likes it his way and thinks he knows best I don't think it'll work I think if he should go if he could go anywhere if I could see Jimmy Butler anywhere I'd love to see him um, in Portland I, I don't know how okay. that would work at all but I think he would work well there if those guys, if, you know, the Portland Trailblazers could swing a trade and clear up a bit of room, I don't know what their, their books are like, but that would be awesome. Not great, but they do have the expirings to facilitate a type of trade like that because they have been recently, not rumoured, but I guess there's buzz around them doing something. Mm. Some people have thrown out Kevin Love's name. Other people have thrown out, oh, who else did I hear about? Well, Al Horford for a while was talking about them because they were saying that he could traditionally go back to playing the power forward like Mm. he did in Atlanta and they'll have Nurk when he's healthy. But speaking of Al Horford, let's stick on that one. 
very quickly. He apparently has an offer out there from a team, multiple years, decent pay, but no one really knows where he's going. Mm. Some of the teams that are in the mix, apparently, are the Pelicans. Hmm. He would be a nice centre to plonk. Imagine him and Zion on the front court. That'd be yeah, a pretty right. interesting team. A good veteran to learn. Smart. So seems like a good dude. It'd be a smart move for the Pels. They've got yeah, a bit, would like that. bit of cap space, so I can see why they'd do it. Um, Dallas is another one. Huh. They've got, I don't know if they have a max spot, but they've got close to it. So you could get him along with Porzingis and Luca. That could be interesting. You want to be careful about overpaying a 30-something-year-old there. Agreed. But, yep, I, I think that'd be okay. I think... Like the Celtics were offering him three years for X amount of dollars, but he wants a four-year deal, right. which it seems like he's going to get. But another team that I think could consider Al Horford is the Los Angeles Lakers. They that could, would be awesome. Could probably they've got thirty-two. Uh, this is one of the pieces I wrote on the weekend. I did a big how the Lakers should build around LeBron and AD, and they've got thirty-two million in cap space. I reckon they could say to like Horford, "We'll give you the four years, but we'll only give you eighty, which gives them enough money to then get." Like, I don't know, they can get a couple of point guards and like Terrence Ross, Seth Curry, yeah. Jeremy Lamb, like it's on those type of dudes. Mm. But just build around and then they have Horford, LeBron, Kyle Kuzma and Anthony Davis as like their heavy hitters. Not a bad outfit. Yeah, maybe a bit a bit tall heavy though. Like yeah. that would might be a bit of a weird mix, but I, I don't mind Horford to the Lakers. Good passing big man to go with LeBron. Can also shoot a little bit. Yeah, and he's a pretty good leader, solid defender. I think it ticks a lot of boxes, yeah. Yeah, I agree. If you were uh, running the Lakers, what do you think you would cover this free agency period? They currently have three blokes signed. They managed to trade the rest of their roster, basically, for Anthony Davis. Mm. They have the ability to bring back some of the other guys like JaVale McGee, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Reggie Bullock on like pretty cheap deals. So you can do that to kind of strengthen your bench and help build a team to get you through the regular season. But if you were trying to build like a title contender, what do you reckon the Lakers' would, uh, big need is? I would focus on filling out the roster with good players. Like yeah. really good. Obviously, the way you build around LeBron and AD is you bring in role players who fill specific roles. Great rebounders like Tristan Thompson-y kind of thing. Um, guys who crash the, the glass, three-point shooters, good defenders. Yeah. That's what I would do. I wouldn't necessarily look to uh, land that third star. I feel like the landscape of the league has just moved away from super teams a little, mm-hmm. um, with especially with the KD and Clay uh, injuries. Yeah. Boston breaking up a little bit. I think it could be a good time to go for it with two, build good roster depth, and maybe even bring some some like younger, you know, like mid-age, like 25-year-old role yeah. players who can still grow a little bit um, to sort of be like, when LeBron goes and it's it's AD o'clock, these guys will still be able to step up, plus we'll hopefully add another max player. Because let's be honest, the Lakers are never building through the draft. That's, well, that's never going to happen. That's another thing that I, why I think the Lakers won the Anthony Davis trade is because a lot of people are like, oh, well, they've given up like, so many picks and all of their future, but I'm like, they didn't just do it for the next three years while LeBron's on contract. They now have Anthony Davis, so they can yeah. get, I don't know, Cole Anthony in six years' time after he comes out of college and he's got four years NBA experience under his belt. Mm-hmm. Like, they will be in the position to get those type of guys because yeah. they have Anthony Davis. So, I think, oh, you're right, I agree you should go down like the multiple player path. Someone like Pat Beverly could be a good target yeah, for Pat Beverly, yeah. I don't know if it'll work financially or if someone else is just going to throw a bit more cash at him, but I'd love to see that. Malcolm Brogdon is someone who a lot of people think you're going to get. he's going to get paid enough 
to draw him away from Milwaukee, mm. like a twenty million a year plus type of offer sheet. Because he's super efficient. He's restricted player. as well, so that could be you know a, maybe they can prime away for like a Zach Levine type deal, like mm. four years, seventy six. That'd be all That'd right. eat up a little That's bit a more than half. Of it is a lot of money, That's but. I think the backcourt is where they need to, like you said, get some smart players and shoot. Danny Green's a free agent. They they don't need to go and get a point guard though. That's one thing I think is like not huge hugely important because LeBron James is a point guard. Yeah. Um, so I think like as long as they've got some, like a Pat Beverly would be perfect. You don't he doesn't need the ball. He yep. doesn't need it to rack up assists. LeBron's got that covered, but he does need to be able to defend those like six foot guys who zip around the court. So I reckon Beverly would be perfect for that role like you're totally right I would love to see Pat Bev there but it'd be interesting to see how that doesn't even have to move house yeah perfect quick uh, quick aside Harrison Barnes is apparently going to re-sign with Sacramento four years about 90 million oh that's right he ended up on Sacramento I totally forgot me too I don't mind that though I like what what what, what for about four and 90 but he had a 25 million a 26 million dollar player option this year that he declined Because he wants the multi-year, so... Yeah, good on him. Yeah, um, and Nikola Vucevic signing with Orlando apparently for about four years, 100 mil, so... It's pretty good too. That's a steal for them. There's two, like, middle grade, well, I guess, like, the second tier of free agents that are coming off the board. Plenty of other names. We could spend ages talking about this, but I'm going to almost... Hey? Speed round. I'm going to almost wrap it up. One more thing is sticking with the Lakers. If you can get Kawhi Leonard... And you have Kawhi, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah, do you just do it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, yeah. you Masai Ujiri, if you can get a top... He said top five. I would say top ten. If you can get a top ten player, you just do it, like, pretty much. Um, you could argue that then they have three of the best five players in the is, world yeah. on the roster. Yeah, LeBron might be the most questionable of those three, yeah. too, which is scary. So, yeah, I, I would like it. It would be interesting, though. don't know how Kawhi and LeBron and AD would coexist. Kawhi really does seem like he wants to be the man. Yeah. Um, I think he stays. But yeah, you definitely get Kawhi if you can get Kawhi anywhere. Doesn't matter what team. Unless you have to give up Curry or Giannis. Yeah. Or maybe there's probably one or two other players. But yeah. Any the other blokes who fill out that top five, really, who are probably Curry and Giannis and KD. Or like a a young superstar. You probably don't trade an Embiid or Jokic, but there's there's not many people who... On that list. No, I tend to agree. All right, speed round time. Where is Kevin Durant going? Uh, the Warriors. Okay. Who are apparently re-signing Clay five years, one night. Will they have the money? I think they can still sign both of them, but then it becomes tricky to re-sign Draymond next season. It feels like they might just give KD like a one-on-one or something. Yeah. Or, I, I don't know how they'll do it, but I think he'll stay on the Warriors. I, I it just is weird otherwise. Going anywhere else to sit out for a year and then coming back as a 31-year-old, I think he'll go to Warriors. Yeah. Because he can win more chips. I think a one-on-one makes sense, but he declined his player options, so it's yeah, it would be a weird... I don't yeah. know how the legality of all that work. Personally, I reckon he'll go to Clippers or Knicks. I really can't pick one, but I'm going to side with the Clippers. I, I hope the Knicks don't sign him. Me too, kind of, but I would feel bad for uh, Knicks fans if... They went through like all the last six months of like, oh my god, we're gonna get Kyrie and Durant and Zion, and then they get none of them. Oh look, we get I RJ. Think, so I think it would be the best thing for them, even though they don't realize it. Could humble them. 
All right, where's uh, Kawhi going? Staying in uh, Toronto, you reckon? Yeah, that's my that would be my bet on like a short deal though. I agree. I reckon the smartest thing for him to do is just to sign a one and one. And a lot of players are looking for these long term contracts because of what happened to Kevin Durant in mm. these finals. But that might sway him a little. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think if he does go anywhere, it is to the Clippers. So what's I his new balance deal like? Do you know? Off the top of your head? What, like is financially? Um, I'm sure it is. I'll see if I can get some details for it, but I don't know if it's a problem. I really think that that plays a thing. Like, if you've got a $100 million Nike deal sitting behind you, you're kind of like, oh, I'd rather go and get a ring for, for less financial security because i got a $100 million Nike yeah. deal or New Balance or Puma or whoever it is. Um, I, I, so that might sway it a little bit, but I still think Toronto, for sure. I think he would stay short term in Toronto or go the Clippers, but yeah, he's. It, I think it's like if I had to pick, I reckon it's like fifty five percent Toronto, forty five Clippers. Like, yeah. I think it's. I think it's close, and I could see it swaying either way. But I think he's like we've seen him be like a robotic in the way that he's gone about his NBA career to date. It wouldn't surprise me if he's just like, yep, I just want to live in LA and like Sandy because he's from San Diego or somewhere like that. So. It makes sense for him to be around there. Although, from a basketball standpoint, you just won the chip. Mm. Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka are all like at the tail end of their careers. Just run it back for one more year. You've also get got more out of Siakam. Like I think uh, something that's underrated and like Paul George is a really good example of this. He was like, no, I'm going to sign with a GM who's going to get winning players. Like who's yeah. going to surround me with talent. And I, there's no better example of that than. Um, Masai Ujiri so I reckon that will actually sway him a lot I think Masai Ujiri will be able to convince him on his own because he's just that good but knowing that he'll he'll make moves to surround Kawhi with play, like they've got a lot of pieces that they could move and yeah. get some really good guys to surround him I think he stays just because of Masai's uh, wizardry just quickly I think uh, Kawhi's deal is worth more than 5 million a year mm. New Balance so it's not great it's pretty Shallow from what I'm looking yeah, at okay. here, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, wouldn't surprise me anything that Kawhi does. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, and that one, Jimmy Butler. Oh, could be anywhere. I just hope not with LeBron. That would be the yeah. Thing that would happen. be weird. Um, but yeah, I, I actually don't. Even Miami know. Heat are apparently uh, knocking on the door. Mm. Just uh, they've got plenty of those like weird yeah. middle tier contracts, so. The Sixers could do a sign and trade and try and get depth, which I think is something that they need to cover this free agency period. And maybe keep Harris or Jimmy ends up in New York, LA or Miami. Or where's he from? Is he a Houston, uh, Houston guy? Which or is Houston. I think why yeah. he's so keen to go. He to ends Rutgers. up in a big city or his hometown, um, because that's like he's not gonna sign with the like a random no he's not going to he's something. not going to go to Charlotte yeah exactly yeah. Um, although he could probably get the most money there mm. I think he'll, he'll so he could end up in Miami I could see that happening yeah Clay Thompson Warriors yes. that's pretty certain Chris Middleton do you reckon if someone comes knocking and offers Brogdon let's say four years 80 million so it's mm-hmm. 20 a year and they're like yep we'll sign it do you reckon they then also try to keep Middleton or if they're like... To so ha- match Brogdon. Yeah. Or if they... To match Brogdon, they have to lose Middleton. Would you rather go down that route? I, I guess what I'm saying is would I you rather have Brogdon Middleton? keep Middleton. Yeah. Um, as long as that wasn't an absolute whale of a contract. I don't know what Brogdon's contract would look like. What's he, 27-8? 
Oh, yeah, Brogdon. He is old. No, no, sorry. Middleton. Middleton is 28. Yeah, if as long as he's going to want a big contract. Uh, if you he signed like five years with them for 70 mil right around when the salary cap started to blow up, so he's just coming off that. Okay. But he's not, So he's only been making, on average, like 14 yeah. a year for five years. So he's You'll probably going to want north of 20. Yeah, for sure. I guess you'd stay with Middleton. I would say Middleton out of those two. I think it would be, if I was running the Bucks, smarter to keep Brogdon long-term. And if uh, you had to pick one and picked him, I wouldn't rule out Chris Middleton going to Dallas. They're the team with a bit of space. Could just splash and get someone like that on the it wing. It would be cool, yeah. That, that would, would be interesting. Cool. Uh, Vucevic, pretty much a goner. JJ Reddick, where do you reckon he should go? Probably not going to demand north of $10 million like he has done the last few years. He's starting to look... Every bit, like a 35-year-old. JJ Reddick is 35, wow. He should go to LA. Lakers, Lakers. or Clippers? Lake, uh, Lakers. Yeah, LeBron. I think he like a, a... shooter. Wouldn't surprise me if like a two-year, $10 million deal, something like that. If that could get it done, uh, yeah, that would absolutely... If he would go there for five mil, mm-hmm. the Lakers should do that. With, that would. That's the MLE, isn't it? About that, yeah. They probably would... Actually, now that I say that, it would probably have to be closer to two years, 15 mil, yeah, something okay. like that, to get him. Because, like I said, he made like... He signed one year for 20, and then one year for 12 and a half. Mm. So he's made a bit of bag. So if he does want that ring, I reckon um, you could get him for cheap. Yeah, I can go Lakers. All right, last one. Tobias Harris, who uh, seems a bit like a consolation prize this free agency period with all these big names. It wouldn't surprise me if he's just left sitting twiddling his thumbs waiting and then... Once all the big dominoes fall, then we'll see where he goes. There's a few blokes in that position. He'll just go wherever Boban goes, let's be honest. Yeah, that is true. Where is Boban just sticking with Philly? He's a free agent as well, oh, actually. Too. So that's uh They'll just sit down together and figure out where the Tobias and Boban show is going. That's so. where the uh, the real big two. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that uh, he could stay in Philly. That could work. Mm. Um, or just, really, he's a plug-and-play kind of guy. He's not going to win you a chip, but he... Like, he's a guy who is the exact same player as, or proportions as LeBron, so it wouldn't work. Yeah. But someone like him next to LeBron or, like, him, well, you, him into one of these, or like, next to Kawhi or something yeah. would be really nice to see. I don't know how any of the logistics would work, but he would just end up somewhere on a decent team and make them a good team, I'd say. I would like to see him stay in Philly if they lose Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Because yeah. he seems like... The perfect bloke to be a second or third option. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with uh, if you sign Kevin Durant, also going out and then signing Tobias Harris for the Clippers. Say they get KD, he's out for a year, you just sign Tobias as well. It's perfectly legal to trade him away, get all the assets, and then re-sign the bloke six months later. That would be really hilarious situation. Yeah, that'd be great. Doc would love that, I'm sure. He's got control of the Clippers roster, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. He still has some sway anyway. I don't think... I think technically he's like dialed back his president responsibilities, uh, but yeah, he's a still a powerful man in that franchise, that's for sure. All right, by the time we do the next Sunday sit down, we'll have uh, answers to all these questions free agency wise. Quick one the Nuggets picked up uh, Paul Millsap's 30 mil, so that's pretty much your free agency spending done. Happy, happy to have Paul still on the roster? Yeah, it's great. Like, uh, it's a lot. 30 million is a lot to pay for a, what is he, 30? four-year-old who's ballpark yeah not that athletic anymore but what he brings to the team and i think as like we said this the other day so much he is 34 so much to be said about a team who looks after the players they've brought in and i think that yeah and 
Dwayne Wade said it when he was thinking about potentially going to the Nuggets, how well the organisations run, and that really nearly got him there. Um, and I think that's probably a good precedent to set. So I think it was a good move by the Nugs. We don't need to change anything because we're no, going right. to have Michael Porter Jr. and Bol Bol injected into this lineup next year. So it's, you know, and growth from from below. So Yeah, I hopefully you can move. still see like the likes of oh, Monte Morris and Malik Beasley and all yeah. those dudes like keep trending upwards because that would just be... Perfect. Hopefully, we can see Jokic and Murray as well. Yeah, well, let's not rule that out. Yeah, I think that I think we're fine. It was just like a hold the fort kind of move that worked well for me. Um, so yeah, stoked with it, mate. I'm uh, just trying to have a look and see what the Cleveland Cavaliers can manufacture this off season. Uh, not a whole lot because you don't have cap space currently. <laughs> Only the Oklahoma City Thunder is in a worse cap position than the Cavaliers. These are all the players that we have to pay over $9 million this season. You ready? we got Matthew Delavadova, mm-hmm. John Henson, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, Brandon Knight, J.R. Smith, who probably will get waived or they'll figure that out somehow, traded. Tristan Thompson and then Kevin Love at a whopping 28.9 million. Mm. So the good news is all of those blokes bar... Kevin Love and Larry Nance come off our books at the end of the year. Yep. So we'll pretty much have a clean slate. But I'm very interested to see if Kevin Love... I don't think Kevin Love will be on our roster by Christmas. No. I think if he, I'd be shocked if he was still there by Christmas time. He doesn't want to sit there wasting away in Cleveland. No one wants to be in Cleveland. No one does. Not even the people who were born. <laughs> not, not the people who moved there. No one wants to be in Cleveland. There's another the whole people lot. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame want to get out of there. <laughs> There's not a whole lot going on in Cleveland, but there is in the NBA free agency world. So um, I'll probably do probably do another podcast or an article or some sorts later in the week just to touch on the first news after the first batch of free agents uh, contracts are signed. But thanks for sitting down once again, JLo. Any idea fantasy trade wise? Because you're a bit stuck, but oh, it's no nothing's jumping out. I'm kind of in a bit of a holding position if I had a mid forward link in my midfield which I bloody don't yeah um, I could I could probably like make a really good move but um, that's what's holding you back because if like I could get Chol in move a crap midfielder and uh-huh. trade Baker out oh, gotcha, um, yeah. then that would be or I could probably get like Caleb Daniel but I can't so I, uh, I'll probably just wait for selection this week do a double downgrade and have 400k sitting in the bank yeah and then, um, then make the move yeah. I honestly might even do a double down as well go Drew to Nick Hind instead of going Drew up to Hanabry and that would give me an extra I'd have 250k then and I'd do another down to get Chol and just load up field Oscar Baker against Carlton and just uh, trade him out next week yeah there's something to be said something to be said for having um, like a, all your bench rookies or spots playing as well and yeah. any money um, that's how you get those big moves and also that flexibility to be like oh I need to find a hundred grand to upgrade Sloan to Duncan yeah. Um, yeah. even though they're probably just as good a players you're like oh he's got a better draw this week and I need it to get that big jump in the rankings yeah. so I, I think like if you can get I, I'll probably get Ham off for Chob, yeah, um, which would be nice, and then someone else for playing rookie. Like you said, it's nearly getting to the time where you just want to uh, swap a few bits and pieces around and finalise your team. So uh, we'll talk all about that, and of course, NBA free agency, uh, same time, same place next week. Chippy windy.
That's going to do it for another Sunday sit-down. Thanks once again for tuning in. Make sure if you dig the episode, you leave a rating and review on iTunes. Bump me up those charts. I'll be back in a couple of days with the round wrap-up, covering everything round 15 AFL fantasy-wise. Of course, you can check that out on sportsbyfry.com as well. Like I said, I'll probably be forced to do another episode. I might do it around when I do the team selection on Thursday, um, talking AFL fantasy. Might do an NBA one as well, talking about the latest moves and who signed where, especially if some of the big dominoes start to fall. But I've got plenty of work to do for my AFL fantasy team, so I won't be too heavily focused on free agency, especially with the Cavs and, uh, of course, the Denver Nuggets not proving to be huge players this season. So, once again, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Don't miss any further podcast episodes. Until next time, peace.